0: what do you think the biggest struggle is with self-reflection? Right? Because in order to overcome, in order to be able to say that it wasn't her, it was me, you have to be able to look at yourself. Some people struggle with that. I think, think he
1: just realized that for him it was just hard to see, like, the other side of the fence. That like she was just trying to help him and he didn't want the help. I see. Yeah. And then or else, you know, like, um, another thing was,
2: you
1: know, she's, she's a grown woman. She just wants to, you know, take care of the kids, live that life and, you know, he's, you know, still wants to have that fun.
0: Still chasing his but, youth, so to speak. Yeah. Mm. And,
1: you know, with you know, marriage and kids. I mean, you can still have that to a sense, but you I mean you gotta take responsibility.
0: Moderation. If you're gonna do it, plan it out and then one time and then all right, back to work. I imagine it
1: is like break. Yeah, because like our uh, yeah. kids. Our twenty our twenties were like I don't even remember much, but straight black.
0: Straight blackout. Only number I remember is 151. Oh <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. that's that. Bonfire. Hey, <laughs> cool. yeah. <laughs> 151 and Malibu rum. Tech nine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Tech nine, man.
1: I uh. oh, he tech he was. He was. He's still good. He's still good.
0: Crazy. I That's, can't even say he was.
1: Yeah. Still. But no, I was doing, I was doing that, you know, like yesterday, and just trying to give him my advice, and opinion. And yeah. well, you've been through it, so you are a good person to go to for that. Well, I think he kind of was like, I think he wanted me to be a sponsor in a sense. Mm. And I'm still debating on that to where I think... I think it would be better for a stranger to make or, him okay. accountable rather than somebody... I would, I would
3: disagree 100%. What is that? A stranger not going to know the person. Like, they may have gone through this path of getting sober, but when you want to sit and go have a conversation, like it's better to have relatable material. Oh, yeah, like, I think you should seek this as a good opportunity in making that he's viewing you as a very important role in this recovery. And I would take advantage of it as quick as I can. Yeah. Think of think of what he.
1: Well, like I, I, didn't say, I didn't tell him no. I was like, i am like, I'm, I'm there for you one hundred percent. Like anytime you want to pick up the phone, call me, call me. I think this is kind of a
3: moment for you to step up
1: into it. Shine.
0: Yeah. Question is, do you want to?
1: Oh, I, I'll, I'll take. I'm glad they take. A-
0: Sometimes jumping into it can read. Well, uh, you
1: know, for me, it's like in my mindset. I think sometimes not having you know somebody that's been through it, you
2: know,
1: for many years that you know doesn't know your background, doesn't know what you've been through. Like for me, I think having that would be a better situation, but. You know, just because it's you know he doesn't. Because yeah. I, I was I was I was having a chat with a coworker yesterday. He's like seven five eighty. He's like he's like hey he's like yeah he's. I, I think it'd be better for trainer to do that. Or, you know when he got the you know creature and. Saying what he needs to say, and I was like, "Yeah, it's like, yeah, it kind of sounds right." But no, I'm, I'm gladly you know, help him along his journey. Yeah,
3: like, you know, he's here and he's here in the now and needs, needs the guidance. Now it's like, not, you know, who's he gonna go find? Some, you know, how's he gonna find this stranger? Sure, you no, know, well, it could be, he needs it, it could now. be,
1: it could be, you know, somebody that's from his treatment or whatever he's going
3: through right now. Yeah, I'd say, uh, I don't
1: know. It's just, I don't,
0: I don't think it is. Because it's not
1: really, there's not really a connection there. It's more like he's there to keep you accountable and that's it.
0: It's uh, what it does, I think, in some ways is it makes it specifically based around the relationship of recovery, less than old relationship that you've had with somebody that, and not that you would enable Especially if you've come from it too, but like, it's easier to focus specifically on the cause, or at least the the, the attempt at stopping the the abuse of alcohol, whatever substance it's happening. Because when you have a relationship in of a friend, it does have the potential of making it seem. Uh, just it, it's it's easier to kind of pull away from that I think sometimes if you have somebody who's you know, my, my
1: hold back from it was just because he was a he was a part of uh, mm. my situ, our situation back in the day. Oh mm. yeah that so yeah. like what you know that that's the thing that's holding me back is like he's trying to recover, I'm trying to recover, and we were both a part of the same Problem.
0: That makes mm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, So not that it's, not that it's a problem, but because you guys both had and existed at the same time going through drinking, you guys were drinking buddies. Oh, in dr- drinking,
1: drugs, and like,
0: you know, Sure, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, almost as if it brings back all the feelings because yeah. you guys are together. Yeah. Like, oh, hey,
1: remember, remember back in the day, remember? And, and that, was, that, was, that was part of the conversation yesterday, like, just talking about like how big a, you know, he's 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 godly now, and you know, and that was part of the situation. Talk yesterday was you know remembering how big a dipshits we were and how pointless things were. Yeah. So that that's my only like. Hitting, hitting the brakes. Okay. No, that makes sense. I'm. I'm. I told him I was, I was always. I'll be always there. I'm, I'm not totally gonna. I'm not gonna just throw him off to the side and not, You know. Yeah. Take. Take part. Yeah.
0: It's even better though, in a way, if you are on the road to recovery. You being an example of the possible, of the ability to overcome and recover. You give good insight as to the possibility. Because a lot of times you have people who use it as such a as such a tool to overcome their struggle internally that it's like, I can never do anything without this. And that's a narrative that seems to be consistent in heavy alcoholism. And so it's always there. And when you have somebody who's close enough to you who's been through it, who's like recovering, you're like, oh shit, well, he can do it, if they can do it, maybe I can.
1: Yeah, because we were part of the same situation together where we were like, he would leave me at my house and got a drug dealer come come over, back full of stuff, Let's throw it back down, and was like, we ain't leaving until this is all done. Damn! Yo!
0: August Carl, hello. Welcome. Welcome. I apologize. Welcome. Being oh, so late. Late. It's okay. Oh. Here we are. uh, Yeah, you can sit wherever you feel. August. Darum, This is Michael.
2: Michael. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you.
0: Yeah. Kick it. Relax. I seem to be the only morning food person still, which is okay.
1: It just means it's. Food oh yeah, me. I'm, I'm more. I'm more than food. I just already oh, ate.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I eat it. in the mornings, too. I'll grab yeah. some. And mm-hmm. I
1: think that's the most important meal of the day.
0: Yes, I agree.
2: <laughs>
1: Whoa.
0: Breakfast is most important meal of day. <laughs> Say it like, a uh,
1: Colossus. Because I found, like, because I found if I don't eat in the morning, like, that like period between morning and lunch, I'm just dragging ass.
0: hmm It's a real thing,
2: man.
0: this well, that is awesome to hear that you, um, in some way, you know, one on your own road to recovery.
1: Yeah, I'm um, seven, six and a half, seven years now. So in, what was it <laughs> April thirtieth? Will be seven years. Oh um,
0: Yeah, congratulations!
2: Yeah,
0: I am. Um, come from a similar thing I I lucked out in having like extreme sports as another what I would consider an addictive habit so like the idea of masochism being something that one does to themselves because they enjoy it it was a weird thing being able to walk away from like as of late since I've been here at least not going out of my way to hurt myself
1: like you know when it's and uh, with the with the extreme sports stuff, like in in the moment, you have you get that that feeling, you get that rush. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is mm-hmm. the most powerful drug there is.
2: Straight.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it right there, because that's the feeling you. That's the that's the in, in, inciting feeling. You get that rush, and you're like, oh, I can do. Oh, yep. And then you go and you do it. And what, what type
1: of sports?
0: Um, so for me, it was skateboarding. <laughs> skateboarding saved my life in a way but it it saved my life in a way that was it it took me it allowed me to exert my energy and my aggression in a different outlet than i would have otherwise and in a more constructive way versus you know just you know, fighting and getting shit that i didn't need to be and i think that was the biggest thing was like it gave me the opportunity to to revert the aggression towards myself. Yeah. Thus, there was a little I mean, there was a foundation of self-reflection in that because then you're like, well, why are you you know, after five, ten years, you're like why do I keep fucking myself up? Like, why am I doing this? It hurts but why do I enjoy it? And then you kind of have the opportunity of reflecting on it and, you know, it goes back to family and friends and that type of stuff but alcohol was there but I think I lucked out having extreme sports to where I didn't in the back of my head it's like well if I drink too much I won't have a good skate session Yeah, you know what I mean or if I do this too much I, I won't be able to focus on the board or this or you know
2: Yeah, you know, I
1: I wish I could remember his name I watched a documentary on a guy that uh, about you know recovery and the skater himself hmm. dreads long dreads and all that and, and You know, drinking every day, eat bad eating habits and all that. You know, sleeping all the time, like me getting getting up, barely getting up, having enough energy to do one trick and then go back to the same stuff. And uh, now he's, you know, over the last few years he's been taking care of his body, eating better and all that. Yeah. Because his main goal is to skate until. For the rest of his days. He's skate forever.
0: Skate until you can't anymore, until you can't get out of bed. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that would be a dream. Skate until my 60s like Tony Hawk. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> right. you, know, when he, you know he's he's in his fifties and still, you know, enjoying. him, still loving That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I used to I used to watch dream. I used to watch X Games and the BMX stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For me, like in my recovery, is like I've throughout the years I discovered that I enjoyed mountain biking and hiking. Like that's that was like pivotal in my because of the fact, yeah. cause it, it was it, it was a it was a way for me to get out of my head.
2: Okay.
1: You know, and then and then one day there's, there's one year where. Uh, when I was a little kid we used to spot the hills on the on the west side of the state. Gotcha. Black hills. Yeah. And my mom's friend had a cabin, A-friend cabin was out there. And I haven't been to that since I was like knee high to a no duck. <laughs> and uh, one one year I you know happened to venture out there and in there and just kind of brought back good memories and you know it, it enabled me to find peace and sense. sure
0: peace and solidarity
1: but but yeah like you know for me to you know you know and that kind of be able to, that enabled me to kind of discover that you know Doing the hiking thing out there and the biking and made me realize well, okay I, I really like you know this outdoor yeah. different outlet yeah. yeah i try. i tried skating back in the day and i couldn't keep on a board if i tried
0: it's okay man that's, a, that's better than the stories i usually hear um most of the time the first one is I tried skateboarding and I fell, so you I got, stopped. You got a there. <laughs> yeah, I thought and, so. number
2: was well, like, like I, like, I a lucky day. you know, it's, yeah. You
1: only can, like, I get to where, like, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like recovering itself. Like, no matter how many times you fall, you got to get back up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but how many up. times can you get back up before you just, you know, if you start reeling, I'm like, all right, I don't need to break nothing no more. I don't need to break my leg no more.
0: And I think that was the place I found myself or at least skateboarding being that I used it as a I used it as a tool to be able to get out all the shit but there was a moment where I'm like okay how how long am I going to keep doing this until it becomes destructive on me using it as an outlet to otherwise you know exert my energy elsewhere is one thing but then it's like well okay now that you're doing it you do it to feel the thing, so it's now become a drug in a way. Because now I'm doing it because I want that sensation. I enjoy kicking my ass. Do I want to keep doing that? Because now it's fucking hurting. Now I'm struggling in the middle, of, you, know, you know, morning.
1: When, you know, it's kind of like with the older generation, the older skaters and all that, where like it's not really about. Me. Oh, thank you. Still, so they still they still enjoy getting on the board, but I yes. think they get more of a high off of teaching.
0: Man, ain't hey, that the truth? Yeah
1: because you know it's not about them anymore it's about the youth helping them achieve what they want to
2: achieve mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah because I stop stop beating yourself up out of frustration and you start seeing the things that made you enjoy what you were doing in the first place and then like of finding that passion if you're doing it and like you know the trick or the time it takes to land the trick or the the movements that you acquire and the new like abilities you kind of get as you get better and then to see that in somebody else you know especially somebody who's aspiring to be a skateboarder like you are that's half the battle half the fun at least on my end because yeah watching and teaching uh roll breakfast okay it's good it's good morning it's a good morning. It's a little, it's,
4: yeah, like tea? Yeah, I'm a big tea guy. Okay. Uh, recently, as of this
0: year. Is it Dave's fault? <laughs> yeah, it <was> Dave. <laughs> yeah. That man, this guy's professor, Dr. David O'Aram. He was has he a the guy in, that we met
3: at cafe,
2: He
0: yeah. is the guy that we met at Cafea, yeah. Um, he has an entire office and like a whole like chalkboard bottom full of just different types of teas. <laughs> yeah. And man. That's, yeah, I'm um, all over the place.
1: coffee in the morning and then towards the night, and also transferring to tea. Yes. makes sense.
0: Yeah. Well, jump in. So, we were talking about recovery. He has a friend of his who is overcoming and, and trying to recover from alcoholism, Just a thing. Something might come back from something that sounds like he also had come from uh, talking about the things that we have found that we use to get ourselves out of and away from those afflictions that are keeping you know keeping us in a place that is not good for us in a way. Skateboarding was mine. You know, skateboarding saved I say it because it did, but skateboarding button saved my life. For whatever it could have been, right? I don't know, but I know that the way I was and the people I was hanging out with at the time. If I not found skateboarding, it could have been worse. I might not be here, not alive in the sense, but I might not even be here in the state. Um, and it sounds like for you, do you have you been? Have you identified what it was for you? Do you know at least, or is that still you're in kind of the process of finding the things that are getting you to recovery? My, my
1: biggest, my biggest, my biggest help. Calvary was was my brother. Brother, i have, okay. a, twin. I have a twin. Oh shit, that's and, awesome. Uh, like with without him and like him him pushing me to be a better person. Like if I would have never if he would have never if he was never by my side to kind of help me through that. Like I think I would I would be better. Damn.
0: And not, not to poke fun at that, but that's some—that's saying something, having somebody who is almost damn near a mirror image of you. And then, like, saying, what am I, like, yeah, yeah.
1: Because, you know, he, you know he, he, kept me, he kept me accountable. And, yeah. You know, and, trying when, I, when I didn't have motivation like to do anything, he kicked my ass and you
0: know, right,
4: yeah. pushed me forward. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: Man, that's powerful. Yeah, having a family. I just, that's, I I don't know what it's like to have a twin, but I the only thing I imagine it being is like looking at a mirror in a way. I'm, I have somebody across from me who's not either going through the same like thing I'm going through, but is me in a way. And it's like, I can see them. They're not doing the same thing, going through the same struggle. How do I?
1: You know, it's like, because he, he went through the he he went through the same struggle I did too. So
0: Oh no, okay, so yes, yeah. so you got damn near mirror image, yeah for real. You know,
1: it's yeah, like mirror image, actually. shit. And uh but he was always the driven the driven the driven one to, in life to you know on any aspect of whether it's um I don't know what Putting himself out there, like,
0: yeah.
1: You know, trying to get out there, you know, make more of life, and sure, sure, sure. Uh, get at, you know, get after what makes Thanks. makes him happy, and and me, I just was in this bubble of like shame, and you know, not driven to do anything. Fucking shame,
0: man. Fucking shame, especially self-shame.
1: Self-shame sucks. So, like, you know, he was the driving force to kind of get me out of my, out of my bubble, and you know, make me want to get out there and achieve, achieve the things I want to achieve, and you know, and go after the things I want. And, be such a
2: piece
1: of shit. I
0: mean, this goes reflection. The fact that we can at least say the things about ourselves honestly that we either we either know exist or have been said exists in us. Cause it's well, the hardest thing to do sometimes is to hear somebody outside tell us that we're a piece of shit. Right? It's the hardest thing to accept. Because he was always he was always
1: ourselves. he was always the go keeper. Like, he he wanted to get out there and work hard, make that money. And yeah. If he had to travel to do it, he'd do it. And mm. Fear and fear held me. Fear held me back from a lot of things. Still does. Yeah. yeah.
0: That I think is unanimous. Something to be said. We could do a whole conversation on just the concept of fear alone. Of <laughs> oh, uh, just, just, fear in itself. You could do, do a whole
2: yeah more of the conversation. Like I know, it's just
0: like right, just on that.
1: You know, and then make a serious. Uh, you know, the last year is just that me person. just trying to jump up, you know, jump out of that comfort zone and push myself to do things I would normally never yeah. do. Before. sure. Speaking of like. That
0: this morning. well I'm grateful to have you here then that if that's if this is a part of that that's awesome I'm excited to have that because that's like yeah it's the first step to say no I'm I'm, I'm willing to take that first leap and whatever it is just because I know that it's it's something that I have not done and have said that I'm not going to do because of whatever reason even though it could be the most beneficial thing yeah. in some way And to crazy. have somebody
1: around you that were like they see something in you, and to put you in a situation I'm like, yeah, I think this would be, you know, a good, you know, benefit, benefit you and be a good, you know, thing for you to do.
2: Yeah, Darren. Darren's speaking, good. Speaking of, Darren's
0: a good, good judge of character, man. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> a good guy. And I, I've been grateful to have met him because I don't know. We've been talking about it since we've been doing this book. Like, just the conversations him and I would get on.
2: Hey, you too. Have a good morning. day.
0: Good morning. But, you know, it's... This doesn't happen enough.
1: No. Yes. I completely agree with that 100%. Like, I remember years ago, we had a church at town. Like, we used to have a men's group. We still have a men's group from time to time, but, like, we used to come down here and do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's...
0: Thanks for the kind words for Very well.
1: It's, yeah, it's like you are right. It's something that should happen more and it does not happen at all. As men, I think, you know, it's pivotal for us to kind of get together as men and go through, you know, you know, conversate about life and
0: struggles. Yeah. So we almost always feel like we are by ourselves. Now, I'm I'm going to express this just because I've said it already aloud, I, but I don't personally follow any real faith. My faith is the amount of people and interactions I get. This is my church, so to speak. And it's that way and it's been that way because that has been the only thing for me that I found to be real, at least in my own experience for life, right? So that's... I will never take away from anybody else's experience whatever it is that they experience because it's true to them. So this platform and the idea of this for me is always open to whatever it is that is capable of helping anyone out of whatever struggles they find themselves in. But, like
1: like me, me going, you know, through a good chunk of my life, like, church was, I was never about church. Anymore, but, yeah, I, I, you know, and then me kind of like, I stumbled across the church that I came across, like, out of a whim.
0: Sure. Oh, yeah. And, uh,
1: yeah. It took me a month to walk in the door, three Sundays to walk in this door, and the first month, all I saw was black. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk into a room, there could be 100 people, 100, 150 people in one room. Yeah and all you see is nothing. Yeah, It's just you in one empty room. Damn. Damn. You know, and then, you know, and then come to find out, you know, Pastor is such a great guy. And, uh, but no, I, I, I definitely feel you on that. Like, I, you know, for me, uh, I always felt like I was never on the same level as somebody in the church. Gotcha. Like, the emotion they get and the what they feel and, and i'm just there trying to feel something you know I'm, I'm not the guy to you know give give it my all have my hands in there and just feel everything delirious to feel it's, just, it's still a struggle yeah. Yeah. so i definitely feel where you're coming from
0: being being able to let yourself go to a point of vulnerable vulnerability is the biggest struggle we have as men, I think. We struggle with accepting that we have these feelings that are there because everything that is around us tells us that we shouldn't be feeling these things or so that it's not for us to feel. Which I think the reasons for having this is to re-emphasize that no, this is we have to feel. We have to feel our emotions, otherwise they become just disgusting pustule sacks and sh- inside I'm, us. And
1: I'm <laughs> a huge bottler, so like I bottle my emotions. Yeah, it's man. They, like, uh, they compile and compile and compile and compile, and then just out of the, out of one day, I mean, they get to explode and just come all out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Feeling is important.
3: Uh, we got an interesting group here. I mean, only thing I don't really know about you, August, is our current Augustana student, right? His yeah. name is
1: August, and he goes Augustana. Yeah. I wasn't even gonna That's call great. it out on him, but yeah. <laughs> I had to bring it up because it's awesome. You, know, there you go. we got awesome. you, you.
3: You know, so I don't know August at all. I know you guys
0: fairly well. You've had an interesting August. You have time. Give, us a, give us a little rundown, your story, oh, a little bit. Let's wait. Get... Let's wait till after. You oh yeah. Okay. You. Yeah. No. Yeah, no yeah, well, sorry. And I
3: was gonna start drilling. I usually eat and jump, so it's probably better (laughs) than Jop. I am. Let me
0: get a refill and use the restroom. Nice. So yeah, um, so this—the idea of this is breakfast at, and the idea is just we're having breakfast at places, and the concept is just talking. It—it is open in that way but it's open that way for just the opportunities that uh, arise because I don't know what anybody is ever feeling and I do my best to try to express myself. So I think it's trying to teach others how to be as expressive about themselves, their feelings and knowing that you're in a space that there's never any judgment, there's never any like never meant to make you feel or or incite you to do anything. Yeah. It's just, hey, if you feel like you've got something to say, you can say it. And I've, I've, I'm working on that being a thing. How, how it's delivered, you know.
1: Boy, I, I I pull back so much. Like I'm like the guy that's like on the on his tippy toes, like wanting to say something, and just I'm like, eh, yeah. eh. I just like I want to spit it out, but I can't spit it out. You no,
0: know, and I think that I think that comes with practice, perhaps. Not that you are incapable of it, but that you haven't had enough opportunities to do so. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, that's uh, that. That was me, and along that is still, in a sense. There's. I have always been most concerned about the energy that exists within me. I have always been terrified of my anger, my frustration in me, and it being expressed outwardly in a, in, a, in, in a way that is not constructive, in a way that is not positive. And so my journey, at least as I, as I find it, as I've been seeking, has been trying my best to be able to express myself so that... I can leave people or myself better than what I found myself, or others. That's the only way really to explain, the idea of building bridges and leaving people better than I found them. I don't know what that looks like, but the attempts are, I think, where it's starting. It's the only way I can start. You know?
1: What, you know, I mean, you know, the, the attempt is where it starts. Because if you don't make the attempt, you ain't yeah you ain't achieving it. You only make the shots sh- you attempt. <laughs> you only make the shots you exactly, exactly. Shoot. <laughs> Yeah it's Yeah. If, you, if, you, if, you, you
0: know, if you're sitting on the sidelines, you ain't gonna make that shot. No, and that's yeah. So that's been, you know, setting myself to setting myself up so that one, I have the opportunity to make a shot or make the attempt, and then learning how every time I am there at the at the at the free throw line, make the shot or actually make you know don't stand there at the free throw line like ah can I make a shot? So just shoot it, see what happens. Yeah, and that was like
1: my biggest struggle. Did like you like, killed that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you just ran
0: Heck through that. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Nah, inhale. Nah. Yeah. Nah, nah. I was like, that was an <laughs> omelet on that so plate. That was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, like I, I, I definitely feel that. <laughs> Yo, I was, I was a guy like, you know, I wanted to do all these things, and fear just you know, put a brick wall in front of me and I just never yeah. rub the wall down. Like, there's there's so many places I want to travel, so many things I want to do, but, like you said, you just gotta do them. Gotta and make the plan. You think too much, you ain't gonna do it. <laughs> and that's my problem. I think too, too much. Too much. much, too much. Yep. Man, if
0: I could pile all the outside, I had it. 30 bucks by now. <laughs>
3: Reminds me of a song by one of the greatest bands on the planet. 311. Too much to think.
0: Dude, I saw this guy driving with a 311 sticker on the back of his, the back of his car. I was like, oh, that's 311. That's awesome. You know 311. You know. 311 exactly. you
2: oh, yes, please. Thank you. Kind you of say that. you
0: do not know 311. Bro. Okay, no, that's fair. It's alright. Um, you get a chance. 11. This is a bit of a
3: different. I mean, they, they still are around, but they, they are, are more were, were yeah. more yeah. known twenty years ago.
1: Originally, originally from Omaha. Now, now we're California, and you know, part of me is like, I still feel like they acknowledge they're from originally from, from Omaha, but is it is it their art nowadays? Maybe not. Because you get, like, I mean, look, I mean, look at, uh, look at Prince.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Born, born and mm-hmm. raised.
4: In the same place. Uh, Minneapolis.
1: Same. Yep. Area, a little outside yeah. of
3: Minneapolis. Hassan.
1: And he, no matter how famous he got, how many, how much he, he grew in life and fame, he never forgotten where he came from. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's there's too many people out there that you know, they, they start somewhere, they achieve something, they move forward to a different location and you know they forget they get so caught up in the fame and fortune they kind of forget where they you know they got their stuff. It's true. Where are you from August? Or
3: from Brookings? Okay. Or
4: outside of Brookings. Okay. Nice. Just a
3: farmer. Yeah.
4: Okay. What did your What did your family farm? Um, we didn't have a huge operation ourselves. My parents both worked uh, other jobs as well, um, but we usually kept a couple a couple of cattle. We um, had land around our house that we uh, farmed mostly corn and then soybeans and some small. I don't know if you fulfill that process. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: My grandparents were
4: farmers. Sure. Um, yeah, we raised chickens forever. Uh, we don't have, there's nothing up there anymore, um, ever since I left, but, yeah. Because you left it at Dalgum? Yeah, we, uh, after I got to high school, I was more busy, so we only raised chickens after that, and then, uh, after I left the house, um... You were part of the help. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Oh.
3: How long have you been living in Sioux
4: Um... Only, only this year. Uh, I graduated high school in 2020, and then I took Damn. a gap year and and then came here. And this, so
3: this is, your first, <laughs> this is your first, so now entering your second semester of college here. Yeah. What are you
4: studying? Environmental studies and sociology uh, majors. Okay,
3: that's a combination. Yeah. <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> what has you pursuing those? Uh, well, um, I'm a big outdoors guy. I'm um, uh, big backpacker, rock climber, pretty much anything outside you can probably get me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to do something yeah, outside. You're with, right,
2: then... with the right crew here. <laughs> <was just> <laughs> okay. like, Sweet. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, and then sociology, I just uh, I took a couple courses and I, I liked it, so i maybe to see what happens at Okay. How do you like Augustana so far? Yes. Mm. It's pretty good. Um, it's uh, I don't know. I enjoy it. I enjoy the people there, and uh, the environment, I suppose. Um, I don't mind if it was a little bit bigger, but besides that, it's it's good. Will you go here? Will you go to Augie next year? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's the job. How did you meet Carl? Dave O'Hara uh, I was uh, in his office, what was that, Wednesday? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was Wednesday. Wednesday? Oh, um, you guys
3: just met just on Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool.
4: And Yeah, yeah and he was just like, <laughs> he was just like, hey, I think you guys would get along pretty well. So <laughs> I was like, all right. Got this thing going on.
0: Dave, he's the guy that, um, so I would stop. He leaves his office open when he's in for people to come. So the whole idea with the tea and him having this just, to be able crazy. to create that space. Yeah and that i think is what we ended up leaving with was like you know it's like there are a few people who utilize the space and keep it thriving and i'm like but you're the one who created the environment for this to happen it's like and that to me is like that's huge that's that's crap, battle you have the space and then now you get the opportunity to have people fill it and I have met, and have had great conversations with this person, and he's the one who's gotten me knowing his philosophy name, before. I mean, a Dr. Philosophy, right, Dr. Philosophy, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, he's, he has completely re-ignited my seeking and understanding of these things, since it's been the journey of my life for the most part, as you know, you know, that we've come to express it, it's like, so all of the books that I have, like The Nature of the Gods, um, the one that I picked up the other day, which was for Plato, and like just learning about these people, uh, have been like, integral to right? And so, for me, I plan on taking one of these classes just to kind of be willing and get an understanding of these, uh, what do you call that, structurally, formally, a formal lesson? I don't know how else to say it other than, you know, Yeah. but
1: yeah. You know, a couple a couple of years ago, he introduced me to a book uh, by uh, cute Blackson, uh, called You Are The One. Mm. It's kind of oh. like a self-discovery book.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He, you know, he, he, he uh, takes a group of these, takes a group of people, takes them to like, takes them to India, like individually or in a group, he takes away the cell phone, all their stuff, sends them out and you know in there and just to like get them in an area to where like they have their forced to go through their emotions their feelings in the past and just kind of like rediscover what their issues are and you know take them on a path of you know, self-discovery and fixing do you think that that's something only possible
0: yeah. by completely extracting them out of in a sense like it's like quitting cold turkey You just completely
1: unplug them in every aspect from where they're in in order for them to oh, be yeah. able to I mean, see. Like you know when I when I when I quit drinking when I quit drinking it was like it was almost a feeling of like, okay, what do I do now?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's all I like that was that was my that was, that was my ability. like they almost took it it was like almost taking away a power. That that was like a billy for me to like put myself out there and chat and talk and otherwise I'm like you know, isolate myself and Yeah. Never you know, never come out the room. Hide under a rock. And uh, But yeah, I I think kind of putting you know taking away a certain amount of things you know, forces you to kind of rediscover who you are. And. Sure. But no, I, I he, he suggested that book years ago. You know, and I kind of connect with the book, and, you know. So, you know, that, that's another read that I suggest. That's sweet. What was it called again? Uh, you Are the One you are the by Cute boxes. Cute. Cute.
2: Cute.
0: Cute, yeah. like Cute. That's his first name? Is it, is it cute? I think it's
2: coot. coot. Is oh.
0: it cute or coot? Coot. Gotcha. Okay. I mean,
1: either way, Excellent. that's still... That's funny, I guess, how Excellent you say it. Name, yeah. But... Coot. Nice. But, uh, no, yeah, it's it's definitely a good reading.
3: <laughs> so, August, if you're not going to class that, what do you like to... What's, what do you find yourself doing in Sioux Falls?
4: Well, um, I like to get involved on campus mostly. Ooh. Obviously, there's not a lot of outdoor things to do in this area, especially in the season. So um, it's been a struggle to find like things that give me that same like I don't know feeling um, that aren't those things, I suppose. Um, have, you, have
3: you been to any of the? state parks
4: nearby uh, I've been to Good Earth and is it Newton Hills yeah it? I've been to those yeah. places and I've been to the Palisades a couple okay. of times I like to rock climb out there so. how about the uh, west side state like the Black Hills oh yeah I go out there all, all the time yeah I, uh, I really like Spearfish Canyon but the rest of some of is, is fantastic still haven't too.
1: been to Spearfish
0: Canyon yeah. you should
4: I hear should good go. things
1: about it yeah okay. It's uh, it's uh, you got if you got a fun car, it's, it's a fun drive. Oh yeah, I'm working
2: on it. I've got <laughs> a, a four runner.
1: So. I I've, I've had multiple four
0: runners. I got a I got a FJ Cruiser right now. Nice. No, mine's a um, it's an '89 uh, first gen. I think. Yeah. I think I've only. It's that.
1: not that impressive yet, but. I I've had. I've had '98. 90, I'm in a good car then. 2008?
2: What?
1: I've had Anchors years, everything. I think I've owned nothing but Toyotas my whole life. Oh no, you had a Chevy
3: pickup. Okay, yeah. You had a Hyundai.
1: Oh, I guess it's most memorable stuff. Because like, I don't remember the important stuff. How do I remember all your cars and you don't? Uh, I don't know. But you had a Subaru. Maybe maybe, maybe, because it was the only stuff that made me happy.
2: <clears throat> mm.
1: He enjoyed having him. So,
0: what is it that you... Where does it come from in your growth of... August as he is today, where has where to your journey been up to now, well, if you're willing to share, to the extent of which you're willing to share, sure. I would love to kind of get an idea as to you.
4: you yeah, I'm uh, an open book, I I don't know, uh, I guess to start, like, used to be a lot more, uh, as we, you know, we talked about, like, finding, like, a place to be in a vulnerable state, you know, and um, yeah, um, I used to be a lot more close, you know, get a little bit uncomfortable when, you know, when you when you share that and it's different for them and stuff, but, but I really share quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I grew up outside of Brookings. Um, I lived there. I don't know. You could call me a normal kid, I suppose, from, uh, I don't know, I did I did the stuff that everyone else did. Sure, yeah, yeah. Played yeah. soccer and whatever, yep. hung out with my friends and didn't care about school and all that jazz. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Uh, my freshman year of high school, I had a, a really big concussion from, from soccer. It put me out for, like, two months, Jeez. sitting in a room in the dark for, for about two months. Um, no reading, no screens, no nothing. It was just that. Occasionally, I played cards with my mother. But, um, yeah, and so, um, and I think, I think you know, I like to blame that as the stem of, of uh you know, maybe having some issues. Uh, I don't think it was necessarily any brain damage, but I just felt very removed, and, yeah. and it, it caused some uh, anxiety, depression, all those things, and um, I didn't do myself any favors in that journey. I, I just let it kind of, like, take my life away and um, made some
1: like you like, kind of like just
4: like stuck in your thoughts in sense like for a while? Yeah kind of and I didn't really have communication with people um, like I said I was just sitting in my room doing nothing Thank you. Uh, I think that was just I don't know I, I try not I don't, I don't even remember what it was like but I, I just remember that it, I, I didn't like it um but uh yeah and um uh, a freshman year high
2: school, yeah,
4: freshman year, right at the start is when I started, and um, I ended up getting like uh, you know, I just didn't go to school even after I was done with my symptoms. and I uh, think I went to like 60 days of my freshman year, um, and then ended up uh, uh, my parents were like, Well, that's not something that you should be doing, so shipped off to. Uh, a school in Omaha, Nebraska. It's called Boys Town. It's kind of like a boarding school, reform school, you can say, kind of deal. Um, Is that by choice? No. no. Well, okay. kind of. It was... Either way. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, um, so yeah, I went there for uh, two years. I think it was like two years, 16 days, I want to say. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, so that was my sophomore and junior year. Uh, within that time, I, uh, I think, I don't know if like, the institution itself was very helpful, but definitely being removed from my environment here and the habits that I created was helpful. Um, and I was able to, I think it kind of, in a way, it just broke me down a little bit so that I had an opportunity to build myself back up. and. Uh, it wasn't fun. It was a pretty shitty experience, but it. Uh, I think. I think overall, it was good for me that I was there, and it's so interesting. And was then, it
1: like a like a, a helping platform for like self-discovery. Or?
4: Kind of. It's. Uh, it started in uh, the early 1900s uh, by a Catholic priest. Uh, he was. He worked at homeless shelters, and he realized that. You know, you know. Once you get like, once you're 50 years old, it's it's kind of hard to change if yeah. you if you've gotten into some habits, like it's hard to get out of that. So he wanted to start at a younger level. So he started taking in, he he took out a loan from a friend and he bought like a house and just started taking in homeless boys and getting them to school and getting them work or whatever. What do you
0: mean by boarding school in a sense, yeah. That's-
4: yeah, and, uh, and then it grew. Um, people started coming and started getting donations. And um, they, at the time Omaha was small and he, like, bought some farmland and, and they built a, a dorm building and a school. And I mean, um, it was nuts and it grew, it, it's huge. It's, like, one of the richest square miles in the world now. Um, they get a lot of uh, funding, and, yeah, it's, it's set up, like... So I had, like, two, like, host parents. I was with seven other boys in their home with their kids, um, and they have, like, a card system. You, you got to work up through system and um, there's, there's consequences you should and be privileges. able to explain this
0: system yeah um, okay so that sounds yeah really interesting to hear this
4: yeah so it's it's based on like uh, it's like a, a point system so um, like you have to make And you earn points, I don't know where to start, it's kind of, it's very complicated. Um, You kind of earn points or lose points based on behavior, so, Mm. um, when you go in, you have referral behaviors. Um, I don't even know what mine specifically were, but um, maybe it's something like... Something that your parents suggested or how did they get that um, baseline? Take like a quiz
3: or something? No.
4: They kind of make it after they meet you, and, and okay. along with reports from the school that you were at, or your parents, or wherever you came from. Um, and it could be things like detaches, or, or, or doesn't get like mine was probably detachment and doesn't get involved in things. So then, as you as you like progress through the system, um, when you like do do things like let's say um, let's say a friend like. Needs help with homework, and you help them. And someone sees that, you might get some positive points. I see. Or I don't know, you're you're like 15 minutes late to class. You might yeah. get some negative points. Um, it's like active,
0: active. Uh, I would call it active karma, karmic. You know, like point system. So it's if somebody sees you doing some, kind of in a sense, like you're participating in your own development in a way by seeing in real time the reflections of what you do
4: yes okay yeah it's it's a lot about um, it's about a, a lot about giving you accountability for what you're doing which is a problem that a lot of kids who go in have uh, sure. no matter where they come from yeah um, i yep yeah they struggle with seeing how their actions relate to consequences yeah. uh, positive and negative
1: do you, do you feel like that place helped you grow as as a person um or do you just kind of feel like you're stuck?
4: A little of both. Um, It can feel very, very, like, confined, and, like, you can't leave. You've always got to be with a staff member. Like, it's very, um, and I mean, I I definitely, like, I have many problems with the system um, after I've left it. I think that overall, it wasn't necessarily the systems or the points or things that really helped me. Those were good good ways to, to, to work through some things, but ultimately I think I just needed a new environment that I was separated, and they do a really good job, like you don't have communication with home or yeah. your friends or anything, okay. um, they kind of separate you from kind of like what you were talking about earlier, like getting that separation from whatever it is you're dealing with, so that you can you Know kind of build yourself up without those influences, um, complete just disconnect from right. the thing that might have been the cause for not exactly. Yeah, um, so yeah, um, and then every day, like you add up your points, positive and negative, and yeah, every day you have to make a certain bridge. Like, you start on a daily bridge, so every day you have to make 10,000 points, and then you can earn privileges. Like, after supper, you can go watch some TV. Okay. Or play some games, otherwise, you've got like different chores and stuff to do around the house and whatever. Um, and then you move up and you move up in systems, and it's not harder per se, but they're not going to give you points for something small. Right. Um, once right, you've right. mastered a skill, they, they kind of want you to develop in other areas as well. From that, you know? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the system. Um, but, um, yeah. So, what did you do for your senior year? Yeah, so my senior year, I went back to a school in uh, in Watertown, South Dakota. Um, I don't think that I was ready to go back to my other high school. I don't know. I just I was ready for a new environment again. I, uh, I don't know. Like I don't think it would have like caused any issues if I had gone back, but sure. I just like you just old environment, old hand. habits. Yeah. I was um, wanted something new and exciting, I guess. And, um, but before that that summer was when I took my first backpacking trip right out of right after I so I wasn't sure if I was going to leave Boys town for my senior year and um, I uh, so I was like but I was looking for some way to get out for a little while so I scheduled this backpacking trip. I went through this company that does it for for high schoolers and um, and but I did end up leaving and I went on this backpacking trip Where's and it you? just uh, the Tetons okay you know, my own Tetons yeah that was my uh, initiation to that, yeah, that that's crazy yeah, world that's really crazy. Um, and I uh, yeah. went out there and it just absolutely changed like everything it was like that's like one of the like assume that assume that every person is like a tower and every once in a while that tower gets broken down and then it gets built back up in a different way sure that trip was like a huge part of that tower and it's still a baseline for my entire life and uh
1: Almost kind of
4: like a, a rebirth. Pretty much, yeah. yeah pretty um, I was fresh out of Boys Town, looking for something new and in some way to define who I was, I suppose, and gave me the perfect day. opportunity. Um, huh. And yeah, so I went to a school up there in, in Watertown uh, for my senior year. It was it was okay. It was it was weird in Boys Town. You don't really have like the social structure is a little strange, like. Um, they don't allow things like dating and they, there's a lot of like issues with, um, you know, un, unaccounted time so like I couldn't like go out with my buddies or something so I had a lot of like social steps to take after I left because um, uh, it just was was not really possible to encounter those things while I was there and so my senior year was filled with just like trying to figure out what it was like to be like a normal teenager, you know. like. I was very developed, like, emotionally and, um, like, academically and things that I was able to focus on while I was there, um, but I was not, like, socially, I was very, I don't know, I don't want to say strange, but, like, I just wasn't didn't get the same like social development that, that if you're not able to, to work like. on that
0: aspect it's very easy to feel like you aren't capable of just even a simple conversation even exactly. though you're like I can I just haven't done this enough times man <laughs> yes I yes. may have <laughs> yeah
2: look, look, yeah, look, yeah. Look,
4: look, um it was it was some social anxiety but but I figured it out it was, it was good it was yeah. um a lot of ups and downs at least socially um, yeah. but I learned a lot of things and I don't know, that's still a continuing, you am know, still continuing to learn that stuff. I don't think that ever goes away, and that's the <laughs> funny point. like, I yes. don't think, I,
0: I still, I think, if, if you get to any point, you get to the point where, like, me, I am very accepting the fact that I am a strange person, and I wear it on my, like, I wear it on my sleeves, because it's just, I've gotten to the point where I'm comfortable. I am aware that there are aspects that I need to work on, um, but I also am aware that,
1: some people are going to look at me different
0: you know and not because I am different but because they don't know how to take me because there's a social disconnect because they either don't know how to communicate with somebody like there, you know, or because they are uh, they themselves don't know how to express what they have inside of they don't know how to say hey this is me but yeah practice And more of this keeps that, I think, going. And then like meeting new people because then you get new perspectives and new ideas. Just that, which is phenomenal. I thrive on that. Um, This is about to end. I'm gonna reset it because this is gonna go a lot longer than I expected.
2: (laughs)
1: the hiking spots back there mm-hmm. and then there's there's a wall back there, towers and, there yeah. and there was a there was a family from uh, Norway nice that were climbing and they have their little daughter on the wall like 50 and 60 feet up and yeah. I'm just like really? <laughs> you know when it's in, you know in their eyes it's like a normal thing and I'm yes. like I'm like is that natural to have a 3 year old on a wall? <laughs>
0: It's like skateboarding. You can get a three-year-old a skateboard if you teach them slowly and deliberately, kind of the things that. Because a kid inherently, I don't think I don't think kids are naturally scared. Like I don't think they really are scared of anything. No, until they learn what to be afraid of. So if you can teach a kid how to get those little movements, those muscle memory movements, those things, you can get a three-year-old to climb. The thing of, I is like face.
1: like you said. Kids, I think, have no fear. To say what they want to say, do what they want to do, and they just do it. It's raw. It's just raw. Foods. And, <laughs> you know, over, over time as we grow, I think we we lose that sense of, you know, you get kids, you get married, and, you know, I think you lose that sense of... Uh, you know, of your youth, or like, because I feel like, for me, I feel like that feeling you have as a kid of like just pure freedom, and, yeah, you know, no fear, just enjoying life. Yeah,
0: oh, I call it awe and wonderment. It's always they're always in that state. I feel
1: as we grow I think we, we lose a sense of that because.
3: Responsibility takes over that brain area of the brain.
0: Paying your bills, getting toilet paper, working the job you don't enjoy—that's I mean. a large majority of it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, light. sucks up the brain power. That that sense of joy and wonderment.
1: Because, you know, like life is—you know—to take seriously the sense. But uh, I feel like. It's a pivotal thing to never lose a sense of that inner child. You know, it's just something I thought about over the years, where, you know, if I lose that sense, like, and take life too seriously, I'll lose myself.
0: Part of it, not the whole thing, but the part of it too. because i saying, I feel I got I got to a point in my life where I realized that was most important. My quality of life, and my quality of life was direct was a direct reflection as to the way I saw the world around me. And if I was in a place that was more was uh, more eating away of my inner child, I wasn't happy. And so, like finding ways of of even in the job that I work at, so even being at Augustana, like, it's not the most glamorous job. You know, I'm a custodian in the end of the day, so, like, we're, you know, cleaning up after all the students that are there. Um, but I try to find those little nuggets, like meeting David O'Hara, um, connecting with the music people finding the drum room down in the basement of the music hall so that I can go and remember that on my breaks I can go fucking drum my shit away yeah. if I really want to and I have been like as a lady I which has encouraged me to do it at home
1: I had some of the best you know as a young kid I had some of the best talks and conversations with a jazz sure and so sure. like, you know and then yeah, I used to go to uh, uh, to Horseman in town and uh that dude was, like, the coolest dude that ever existed. Wow. And uh, you walk out. Me not knowing, I walk outside. I always saw this, like, little, like, 60s, like, Corvette always parked in front of the school. Like, in its own little space. And I'm like, like I don't, you know, I'm like, that's cool as hell. And then come to find out, he <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I want to be you. Right, right. You got, you got the, yeah. Because yeah. all, you know, all, you know, all the things students put him through in a day, and just to never lose that humbleness, and just never lose, you know, your cool. Yeah. yeah. Throughout the day, dealing with all those kids, like, I commended that guy. I got some.
0: I got some people that would love to hear that story. <laughs> Cause man, that's yep. I don't. I don't. I know that when it comes to being a custodian, or even in in a, in a job where it's selfless, so to speak, where you're pretty much in service of other people, it it, it does have the ability to be seen as a second-rate kid. Because, uh, you know, we live in a world that doesn't appreciate the people who are on the back of the, the back behind the scenes. So like, this was a great dish, this was great food, what we had was delicious, but how often do people go back and thank the staff that made it for them? How often do people thank the, the,
1: the folks that are coming around delivering the stuff, you know? Because yeah, to be in a building full of teachers, and to have a guy that his sole job is to pick up after a bunch of the yeah. immature little kids, <laughs> and yeah in another sense that where he's got such a a head full of knowledge to you know throw out there in the world too and help you know you along your journey as well yeah we're all on
0: we're all on our journey the only time i think we don't gain anything that helps us progress is when we stop listening that's why I always said like growing up. I was like listening to the older folks. I don't know if I read you that poem about the old heads, but the idea that you know it, the people who we used to, we used to look up to, those who were the elders, they would always tell us these things. They would always bestow us this nuggets of knowledge, and it was purposeful because if they knew something that we didn't. They knew these things. Come to understand, but they expressed it to us, knowing that we would come to understand it, not to tell us. At least, what I feel is there, there's the there's the elders that tell you the thing, so that when it comes time, you will understand and have better understanding as to what you're going through versus people who try to tell you what you need to know or try to tell you what they think you need to know. And that's you know, there's the, sometimes you have to discern that and struggle with it. And so, but like the elders that try to give us the information. Not to tell us what we should do but just say, hey, you're gonna come across this at some point. This might help you.
1: You know it's kinda of like your parent like have, like some things your parents what? some things your parents tell you where like hey you know I you know they try to teach you along the way and they're like, you know, I've been down that road too and you're like don't go down there. Like you just And you go down there and, Years later, you're like, damn, they're right. Yeah. Yes. yes.
2: yes. Okay. And I,
1: I was just too stubborn to listen to what they were trying to teach me. Yeah. Yeah. Was
0: too stubborn at one point. Go ahead. I was
3: going to ask August how you spent your year off after high school.
4: well, I traveled mostly. I um, I spent the summer. Uh, the summer work um and then I where was, at uh at a, a company up in uh brookings uh the it's moriarty rentals they own some rental properties and i just mowed the lawns and nice. weed whacked yeah, and cleaned acs whatever it was <laughs> um whatever they needed me to do it was really fun um, oh, that's good and then i was planning on going to augie that year but uh covid was not promising. I I struggled with online school at the end of high school. I was like, I cannot do that. Um, I recently dropped a class because they went online for other reasons besides COVID, and I was just like, well, I can't. Um, yeah. So so then I was like, well, I'm gonna go do something crazy. So I uh, I looked up that company that I went on that trip with, and they have like this training program where you get like. Um, like your uh, wilderness first response certification, Swift yes. water rescue, all those things, and
1: best things to have if you can.
0: When
4: they basically teach you how to how to lead those trips yourself, I was like, heck yeah, I'm gonna do that. It was like two months long, and oh nice. It costed less than a semester of college. So I was like, well, I, I have the money right here. I was like, I'm gonna do it. So yeah. So then I did it, and um, where was it at? Uh, it was uh, mostly in uh, it was mostly in the Southwest, mostly in Utah. Um, I got up in Jackson and Idaho at the start when it was still warm.
2: Okay.
4: Um, and so they they required this quarantine period. Um, and so I quarantined in the Black Hills. I went out there and I was just like uh, camping or whatever. And and I actually ended up uh, doing some doing some climbing in Spearfish Canyon, and I fell and broke my arm. So before <laughs> your
3: trip actually yes, started, man. Um,
4: Yes, damper. and Puts um, off, yes, it does. So, oh, I gosh. ended up just sitting in my parents' basement for like two oh, months no. with this broken arm doing nothing. Um,
1: and you were all ambitious, <laughs> too. It's like,
0: damn it, I wanted oh, to go.
4: Yeah, so, Life, man. Yeah, oh. I was binge watching television and eating popcorn for like yeah, two man, months. Man, and, man, yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it was a big, big bummer. Um, damn. but uh. After I got healed, I um, got a job at Terry Peak. I oh, okay. went out there and did some snow making for like two weeks, and I was like, well, I'm done with this one, and then I tried a different job. I started working for this appraiser guy and um, did some like sales data analysis I think it was okay. called. And, um, out in the Black Hills? Yeah. 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 And, uh, in Oh, it starts with a P. It's outside Rapid. Um, I can't remember the exact time. What Piedmont? Piedmont.
2: Piedmont. Okay. Anyway,
4: um, yeah, small town. Um, and and then that same same company was doing one in the spring, a trip in the spring. Oh, so okay. signed up for that one. It started at the end of February. It actually got delayed a week because of a snowstorm in Texas. I don't know if you remember yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, where Yeah. So I was actually I actually ended up sitting in the airport in Two Falls. Um, for like a week, just my flights kept getting rescheduled, like every six hours. So I never left. Um, but I, but I got there, and we got the I got I did the trip, and got all the training and everything. and nice. It was fantastic. What
3: are so, you were are you
4: doing that with? Um, it was a total of twelve of us, I think. Two left in the middle of the trip. They had some uh, other things they had to, um, just like family stuff that they had to go to. So we ended up with ten for for a majority of it, and. It was really good. Loved it. I Did still. You keep in contact with any of them. Oh yeah. yeah. I I still talk to. Still talk to at least five of them. Just about every two weeks. Um, and every once in a while, I call the others. And,
2: yeah, that's, that's good. something you're passionate um, about.
4: Oh yeah. That's that's what I want to do with my life. I think my ideal job is probably like. I don't know. A raft guide. Um, who knows if I'll ever get there? Or if I find I, yourself. If well, I what certifications do you have? Uh, right now my wolf friend Swift Water Rescue... You do. Desert Adventures in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's technically in Boulder
0: City, Nevada. Um, they do tour guides up and down the Colorado River on 12-mile stretch from the bottom of the Hoover Dam to Willow Beach. You pretty much kayak, you teach people how to kayak, you give yeah. them tour guides, uh, you give them the information about the stuff that had transpired down that lake. Um you take them in and out of slot canyons. There's hot springs, and you have lunch, and then you get shuttled back and taken all the way back to the. This is what I used to do, That's and it's one of the best jobs I've ever had. And the peace that you have, being on the river
1: in the middle of nowhere, I uh, you can't you just can't, be can't it. That, yeah. that reminds me of like the trip, Darren, Darren took with a few buddy ours years ago, white, white water rafting down in Colorado. It was the Arkansas. Is it Arkansas? Yeah. I thought it was Colorado. Kind of yeah, see, you didn't tell me about this. But <laughs> Went through the Royal Gorge. Camp, camping in the wilderness. like, And uh, I was invited to go, but I never went out of fear. And that was the biggest regret of mine still to this day, not doing that. It's not too late. Not too late at all. But I understand. No, I don't. But that, you know, talking about that kind of reminded me of that. Your ability you to reflect on that. I appreciate that yeah because okay. the... when, when, you know, when they when they got back and they had all these stories and I'm like man I screwed
3: up one of my favorite parts of that trip is we were water rafting our guide would stop at certain spots and be like this is a great place to rock jump and'd be just a little you know, 20 feet up in the air yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's the best. That's, that's fun. The yeah, nice. so fun. Yeah. <laughs> And then some of the... Like, oh, he was so good too when we... I think there was four per raft and get up to a certain set of rapids and you'd be like, hey, we're going to spin around and the, water, the boat's going to fill up with water. That's okay. The left side paddle. Oh, it was... Yeah. It's a good tour guide, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, guys, you know, he, was, just, he was awesome. oh God Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, uh, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, if that's what you like doing, if that's what you want to do, there are so many different outfits to connect with. Okay. And there are so many different opportunities to do it. And I'd say while you can, given that I do not know the water situation coming from the Colorado River. Because unfortunately, you know, as... as, as Lake Mead starts to shrink, you know. It's not, the water's going away, I don't think the river's going away, but we have seen that the the dams being in place have done a lot to diminish the amount of water that trapped. The water does not go through the Sea of Cortez or through the, the channels to the Sea of Cortez anymore. It, it does not come out that way. It does underneath, but you if you were standing there, you wouldn't see the water coming out like it used to, because yeah. of all the stuff we have been doing. So, you know, there are, there's the potential of being the conservationist in that work and doing your best to try to, you know, introduce these things to people so that they get a better idea. Like, hey, this is what the fuck you're doing. Stop doing it. Or, you know, uh, within parts of it, you sometimes learn that some people just don't care. I had given tour guides to people who lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, and to them were like, I never knew this existed like if you've never known this has existed your entire life and you're from las vegas then it's the, the the issue is far bigger than just like hey yeah like it's there's so many more issues so it's trying to get that information out but the more people that are out there doing it the better absolutely so get that and if you ever get the opportunity to do it again because <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> like um, yeah you because
1: know, it, it just that you know what they experienced and the stories that I've heard through you know that when they got back was just you know a knife just you know twisted every 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 year like why why did I not go why
2: yeah.
3: uh, what kind of what classes are you taking this semester?
4: This semester, let's see. I'm taking I'm taking Ancient Greek. Um, I took it last semester on a whim, and I liked it, so I'm still in that. I'm taking taking Asian philosophy with uh, with O'Hara. Um, I'm taking uh, classical mythology. Um, a class about religion and the environment. Uh, an intro to Gov class, and and then there's just this, this like first year kind of thing where they yes. tell you about resumes and stuff. Gosh, and that,
3: yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of a lot. There...
4: Yeah, no, it's going to be busy. That for all sure. sounds interesting. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh,
0: man. Yeah. yeah. Those, are some, those are some really good
2: mm. classes, man.
0: Yeah. I didn't know he taught Asian philosophy, so that's probably something. <laughs> he had given me the offer. It's like, whenever you, if you ever want to stop it in the class... Yeah. I was yeah. like, all right, okay. I was like if you say if you're saying that's yeah. a thing, I will come. Like I will be there.
3: Shit, I feel so, like in one semester of that class is nearly. You probably don't even touch the tip of the iceberg, right. mm-hmm. Asian philosophy. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: and that guy. He's. I've come to find that he speaks a yeah, to shit ton of languages. So.
4: Yeah, like crazy. Like he's thirty. He's, or yeah,
0: he is remarkably modest oh, for the yeah. things that he
4: has under his belt, like you wouldn't know talking mm-hmm. to him, and you only find out through proxy of other people, which yeah. is, and he tells you a lot of the stuff that he does, yeah. and still don't have any clue, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy, and amazing man, yeah,
1: yeah, I think before, thinking of that too, like, I think I gotta, uh, I got to learn a couple languages, like French and all that stuff. It's like, you know, when I was a little kid or, you know, throughout the years, like, being able to kind of appreciate nature and want to be a part of that situation is, you know, I've always, and ever since I've saw, like, documentaries and photos of uh, Switzerland Because I've grown to, like, hiking a lot. Yes. So, to see all that and, you know, you've got an extreme sports background. So, like, I, like, uh, to, you know, in Norway and Switzerland and they do uh, wingsuit, and, wings and stuff. Yes! That is out there. I've had, I don't do it. I don't probably plan to shoot. But I, I find it so fascinating. I look at those guys, I'm like, your ball's got to be way, like, Dude, if you 50 tons, if <laughs> you find it fascinating, there is in some way, shape, or
0: form, it, I imagine there's something that is inside you that's like, hey,
1: let's try something crazy. To just put you in that environment like, of like, your life is in your hands, one little screw up, and it's done. Oh, and in the flight, the wingsuit, that is such a
0: true statement. I am, I've never done it, but... You know, yeah, anything with speed and the potential of running into
1: anything at any moment in time. Because yeah, there's a there's a guy there's a guy I watched for many years and watched documentaries of uh, Jeb uh, Corliss, and he was a you know he was a troubled youth. Okay. And you know like. Went through many years of, you know, trials and tribulations of just going through life, and the only thing that kind of brought him peace and was some base jumping and wingsuit shit. You know, and he's done things in that field that would make anybody cringe. Sure.
0: Um, there's, the, there's that little window that they pass through, that only a few people, a handful, less than a handful of people have passed through in a wingsuit, and every time I see their approach to that, I'm like, you guys are fucking insane, it's like, holy shit, it's this, and it's probably no bigger than this hole here, right, so like, you took this entire window out, it's that big, but they're approaching it at, like, <laughs> well, not that fast. I uh, think it's somewhere, like, maybe 75, oh, 80 miles an hour, but still, oh, see, right. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. still super fast. Like, it's still really fast. And you're, like, having to squeeze into this thing. And so, distance and speed and just, you know what I mean? like. And they've said that they've had people where they're behind them, and they go to approach it, and they fly through it, and nobody is behind them after it. And you're like... So it's just that. That's it.
1: Bye. He's done. They're done. There's a, there's a video called uh, barn, Barnstorming, and there's another video called uh, Returning to the Crack. And uh, it's just the it's the wingsuit stuff that he does, and it's just it's just mind blowing to see stuff like
2: that.
1: Oh yeah. To put yourself to such a limit where you're on. Um, the edge of death at any moment,
0: the, the, the confrontation of death on a regular basis as a way of humbling
1: the spirits, but no, I've, I've, I've never done extreme sports, I've never jumped into that realm, but I have such a fascination and appreciation for me. So I understand where you, you know, you go, you come from with your skating background and how, how that kind of, you know, brought you peace and sense. And, uh, and it did. It really did. You know, and then them do rock climbing and all that. Like, I find it so fascinating. Well,
2: like I
0: said, it's Man, I... <laughs> you know, like, this was this is this is spectacular i just have to say that like we had talked about this and having this and then like we were always like man i think it'd be so great i'm almost certain like and then this is like like, this is this is awesome this has been really good i'm grateful to hear that and have it grateful to have other people to be to have connections with outside of myself and hear other people's perspectives outside of myself, and hear other people coming from and growing through. Or you know,
1: yeah, because you know, I think you know, I think I've grown to learn is like if you don't force yourself to jump out of your bubble and never leave that room, you'll never discover yourself. You'll never meet you know the people you're supposed to meet.
0: Thank you guys for participating in this. Thank you, Michael, for being here. Thank you, August, for being here. Um, This is the first time we've had more than two people in this. And I am realizing I don't want this to be the last time. (laughs) I don't want this to be the last. Um, This is exciting. This is awesome. And I appreciate, if anything, just the willingness to be vulnerable and open and have that discussion. Being able to reach into those places, because that was hard for me, and I had to learn the hard way how to do that, mm. and realize that it didn't have to be that hard to do it. And <laughs> feel like this is one of those places where it, it's more open, accepting to be able to have that. Um, my life was grown around moving so much, so the difference for me in a lot of it is that I had. I moved probably every year up until I was 18. I went to eight different schools before I was out of high school. And moved to, yeah, a lot of, I didn't really ever have a small, sustained space. But what that offered me was the opportunity to meet a great deal of people. So I had to learn the hard way, I would say, that was the hard way. I had to learn the hard way of interacting and meeting people. And then you also learn who to share and not to share with But realizing that it's not who to share and not to share Because at first it's like, well, I shouldn't share. Because you think that it was you sharing that was the, sh- the issue. But when it's not you sharing, it's the people you're sharing with. The well, difference between sharing with a group of people who give a shit, who care, to the point they're willing to sit and listen to you, not to use what you are sharing against you, but to help you. Give you a space to understand, hoping that you come for your own realization. Sorry, no, you can right come on through. That's beautiful. You know, you've never done before, <laughs> um, yeah, but that is, I think, why I feel like something like this being so powerful. Because from before, I didn't really have it. I had it in a way, but I had it with the, another person. But I don't think I actually had this with another guy. And I know that's it's. Uh, say that because it's like again as you were saying before we don't men don't have enough of these interactions to justify
1: letting the walls go exactly like you know like for me like being able to look at different like I used to never listen to podcasts or anything like that and then, you know I've you know I've watched a couple of Joe Rogan stuff and uh-huh. And uh, for have that element of you know people coming together and just you know when you have the freedom to just kind of rele- you know let go and just talk real talk. Yeah. How much power? Is that? Yeah. How much it sets you up for
0: the next engagement you have outside of this? Almost, almost like giving you. Um, Almost empowering. Almost empowering for the next few interactions you have until the next weekend.
1: You know, because there's so many people out there that only only see their view of life and live that live that. And, you know, to to see life through someone else's eyes and perspectives. Really changes a lot of things. Somebody else's experiences, yeah. even 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 being younger,
0: it still doesn't disregard the experiences that you have and the lessons that have come with each Because I don't believe there is I don't believe there is anything you can't learn from. I, don't know. Learn. I think that's the thing: learning how to continue to learn even when even when the person may not seem like they have anything to teach us. Yeah, because we I mean
1: we age, we grow, but throughout that process we we never stop learning.
2: Every single day is a (laughs) lesson.